Welcome to the Crimson Circle Show. Welcome to our listeners and viewers from the Crimson Circle website. Welcome listeners from the Awakening Zone, from Blog Talk Radio, from wherever. We're all, we are here broadcasting from Coal Creek Canyon, Colorado with a live audience. And I'm so excited I can hardly stand it because Jeff Hoppy is going to start the channeling session shortly after my brief introduction here. <laughs> As you can hear, we have an exuberant live audience, and I am excited to welcome us all. We presume that he will be channeling Adama Saint-Germain, but we never actually know. So we'll keep you in suspense. Okay, so, hey. It's a spiritual gathering. I'm so excited. I can't stand it. I don't even know why. Um, so, thank you so much for joining us. I hope that you can feel the magic and beauty of what happens when we all come together in the magic of the now moment, open to the new consciousness and awakening. Thank you so much for joining us. We're going to start with some breathing by Norma Delaney. Conscious breathing. And then we'll go into a piece of music, a special piece of music called Live Forever, and then we'll open to the channel. So thank you. Thank you for joining us, Norma. <laughs> Have a great day. <laughs> And I am inviting you to do that very thing, you know that. So allow you to receive. Come on, there is such gifts dancing around this room, through this room. Are you willing to be so filled with the joy of living? Breathe it in. Breathe in all of this that's here for you. For as we have discovered, Adamus brings so much more not just his words, brings his energy, the brilliance, his passion to awaken each one of us. Such love for us. Will you allow you? Breathe it in. Breathe it deep into the core of you. Breathing yes. Yes. Truly choosing to live, breathing in and breathing out. There's this exquisite dance, breathing in, breathing out. Feel this sinking deeper and deeper into the core of you where your life essence is just waiting. Come, come now. The energy that's dancing in this room would truly love to awaken you, awaken your passion. Breathe yes. Yes for you. Thank you.
Winter is the only thing that'll keep you sane. And this world is crying more and more every day. Don't let evil get you down in this madness.
I am that I am. The beloved Saint Germain. I am that I am, Adamus of Sovereign Domain, and I am that I am, the Eternal Yahweh of Myself. I am all of these things. I come to you so often as the facet of Adamus, a facet created specifically for Shambra, for those who are becoming awakened, embodied masters. It is just part of my expression. I am the beloved Saint Germain. Saint Germain, the facet that has lived many lifetimes on earth has gone through experiences similar to yours, who has combined all of these experiences together under the name of Saint Germain. I am the eternal Yahweh of myself, a name that cannot be spoken, not that it is so holy or sacred, but a name that is truly a vibration, a resonance, the heart could not be put into human words or even human tones. I am this Yahweh, the words that cannot be spoken but can be felt. I am all of these things, even as you are. What you are experiencing in our regular gatherings is that facet called Adamus, just part of my I amness. Imagine for a moment that this globe represents the soul, and imagine that the light hits on any given part of it, illuminating just part, that part that's illuminated. That would be like Adamus when I come to speak to you each month or oftentimes in your dreams, or oftentimes in your dismay. That part is Adamus. If you look a little closer, there is yet another facet, another light shining upon this globe, and it is Saint Germain. Saint Germain, the one who you have traveled with for many, many lifetimes. The energy of Saint Germain initially drawing you to this thing called Chambra, Crimson Circle. Even though it was Tobias who spoke to you for ten years, it was the energy of Saint Germain that drew you here. And then in this globe, if you look at its entirety, that is the eternal Yahweh, the I Am that cannot be spoken. But that is always present. And this is you also. This is beautiful you. And right now, there is an aspect that is shining, a beam of light illuminating an aspect. The name that you wear on your name badge or have on your lost driver's license. (laughs) 
shining the light on there. But did you know that there is another name that you have? It's the culmination of all of your earthly lifetimes. It's yet another aspect. Now I use the terms aspect and facets different. I say that I am a facet. Adamus is a facet of the eternal Yahweh of my soul. But when I refer to you, I say aspect. I say that this human expression that you're in right now, this human expression that is here to awaken and to integrate all of the past experiences of your lifetimes, that human aspect, I call it an aspect, because until it is integrated into the wholeness, into the soul, it is but an aspect. Once integrated, it is a facet. It is complete. So how does one go from being an aspect into recognizing their facets, the expressions of their soul? We talked about it in our last gathering. Compassion, compassionate psychology, love of self. Love of self. You can study, you can work hard, but ultimately it's only the love of self that will bring you into the I amness of yourself. It's not how much you know, how much money you have, how many spiritual rituals you've ever done that will bring you to this wholeness. It is simply the acceptance the compassion and the love of self, period. Nothing else needs to be studied. Nothing else needs to be attained. Nothing needs to be bought or bartered for. Simply the love of self. But perhaps also the most difficult thing you'll ever do. The soul is much like this beautiful globe. The soul comes empty, initially empty. It is a vessel. It is a vessel waiting to receive itself, waiting to fulfill all of the potentials, the potentials like the bubbles that are seen here in this ball. The soul, an empty vessel, simply wanting to know itself. So it creates this thing called aspects that eventually turn into facets. And the aspects, through their experiences, start filling the empty vessel with experience and knowingness, wisdom and love. Within the empty vessel, when it first starts, is filled with potentials, but the potentials have yet to be realized or experienced. So it is like it is empty, and the desire of the soul is to fill itself with its potentials and its experiences, to know the I am of itself. And it cannot do that through spirit. It cannot do that through another being, even though it has tried. It can only do it 
through the experience of its potentials. And when this vessel is full, when it has felt into its potentials and experienced as many as it chooses to experience, and even felt into the ones that were never experienced in physical reality, it becomes complete, pure, crystalline, fulfilled. That is the I am. And within that state of I am, this vessel, this soul, knows itself beyond knowingness, never doubting, never questioning. It knows all of its facets, all of its angles. And you ask, does it continue to experience? Yes, it does, but not like a human experiences. It continues to experience its love for itself. And that's all it needs, all it wants, all it desires. When the vessel is full, complete. It continues to fall in love with itself every breath, every moment, without condition, without doubt, certainly without shame. It continues to fall in love with itself because that is the grandest thing of all. I am that I am falling in love with myself each day. And my dear friends, what an honor it's been and still is being with you, watching how you're taking your aspects, your challenges, your experiences, distilling these into the wisdom, bringing them into the soul, bringing them into the facets of the I am that will be eternal eternal. I pass this around to each and every one of you to feel, to gaze into. Let's start with a review today. We'll need the drawing board. Where do you want You're us? going to be noticing throughout the day the shifting, gracefully I hope, the shifting between Adamus, Saint Germain, and the I am that I am. Where would you like this? Let's do a review. Now, so many of you say that you take a look at the shouds, you come to a workshop and say, I didn't get anything new this time. <laughs> so when I say review, say, oh, I thought we were going to learn something new. And Adama says, why would we do a review? Until we get it, we'll review it. <laughs> we do a review because it's so easy, so easy to lose sight. You're here in this tremendous psychic gravity, not gravity, the physical gravity of Earth, nothing like the psychic gravity of this reality. It's very easy to lose your way, to forget why you're here, very easy to get into your patterns to get into your probabilities rather than your potentials. So let's go back to the start today. The start. Let's call it, let's start with your spiritual 
families. Would you like to write, my dear? My joy. Number one on the list, spiritual families, angelic families, going back eons of time ago, so long ago that you've forgotten. Don't even remember the name of your spiritual family. But each one of you came from a spiritual family. If it wasn't for them, you wouldn't be here. You came here on behalf of your spiritual family. You came here to help resolve, let's say, stuck energy. That's why you're still resolving stuck energy. You came here on behalf of your spiritual families to come to the wisdom of something that then would be shared with them, to free them. We talk about freedom here in the Shoud, freedom of the human. But in reality, it is truly freedom for your spiritual families. You could say that right now, back at their home, they're waiting, their energies and their consciousness on hold. They're waiting for you, yes, for you, to go through with your lives to learn how to clear energy, move energy, love yourself. Then you will become the true standards. In your spiritual family, you could say that you had the most – I'm using human words here – but mo- the most prestigious of titles. Back in the spiritual family, it wasn't the what you would call the group leaders that were the most exalted. It certainly wasn't the religious leaders, because the spiritual families didn't have that. The most exalted of all were what were known as teachers. Teachers, higher than the leaders, than the courts, and all of the hierarchy, the teachers at the top. Why is that? It is because the teacher, in its true definition, is one who allows themselves to go into unknown experience where no other human or angel has gone before. They are the ones who go into creation that has yet to be created or even imagined yet. The teacher goes into that to experience newness, to experience themselves, to bring in life force energy, to bring in the I Am Presence into the nothingness. The teacher goes in depth and experiences it within themselves, not external to themselves. Then the teacher emerges from that new experience, having planted the seeds of divinity, of life force, of I amness, bringing in yet realized potentials so that others may then come to that playground at another time. The teacher emerges from that experience and then shares with others what they learned through words and through stories, through feelings, through their heart, through the expansion of their consciousness and the new radiance of their soul. Each of you, a teacher, not like a human teacher, not like the way a human teacher is treated, but 
each of you a teacher, the true leaders, and that's why you're here, each of you, no matter what you think of the aspect that's sitting here today, no matter what your job is, no matter how spiritually advanced you think you are or you aren't, you are all teachers. You all left your spiritual families coming here to learn something to share with them. Next. Draw an arrow going down, please. A small arrow. Next. Your journey brought you through this place called the Order of the Ark. I know this is not new, but it needs to be reviewed. Order of the Ark was the assembly of representatives of all the spiritual families, including you, each of you integral in setting up, creating, organizing the Order of the Ark. From 144,000 spiritual families they came, many from each family, including you. There was a consensus for the first time ever in creation outside of spirit, a consensus a recognition of soul being to soul being that had never taken place before, and a consensus that each soul being has a spark of spirit, each soul being has certain inalienable rights, and each soul being eternal. You came through the order of the ark, order of the ark. And in that order of the ark, it was decided that there would be a place set up in physical reality, where representatives, teachers, would go in and experience, experience life in a physical form, the deepest experience ever known to angelic beings within their creation, living within it, part of it, carrying around the essence, now known as your biology, living deep, deep within the creation, to help understand consciousness, to help understand energy and how it worked with consciousness, and more than anything else, to help understand the true potentials for every souled being in creation. And when the call came out from the house of Gabriel for those who would come to earth, you, my friend, spoke your spiritual name. Not the human name, but the soul name. You spoke it out loud. Again, why I am always asking you to speak in your real voice, your soul voice. And so it was that a contingent of angelic beings came to this place that you now call Earth. It had no life force energy. It had no trees, no animals. But they imagined, they imagined into this rock called Earth, they imagined abundant, living, dynamic beings. And so it became. How long it took doesn't matter. Whether it was seven days, whether it was millions of years, it doesn't matter one bit. And then it was time for you to go to journey forth from this thing called the Order of the Ark. And it was perhaps the first time this thing you now know as tears were experienced. 
tears from the angelic beings watching you as you left, not knowing what would become, not knowing if you would ever return, because you were now venturing into a place of the true unknown, of depths so deep no one knew where it ended. A spiritual family at that moment got this thing called a heart that they had never had before. And you went forth, frightened, anxious, excited, not knowing what would happen next. You came down to this place called Earth, Earth now teeming with the animal kingdom, the plant kingdom, filled with trees and flowers and a sky and its own sun, filled with death and rebirth, the constant rhythm and the constant cycle of life on Earth, a constant reminder to each and every one of you that nothing truly dies, a reminder that you planted on this Earth before you even came, a reminder that no matter what, there truly is no death. You came into humanity. Next. Arrow. Humanity. You came into humanity now, joining with the others, the pioneers that came to this place called Earth, and immediately joining into this thing called mass consciousness. Initially it was pure. It wasn't distorted. It wasn't in any way twisted. It was pure, the pure heart desire of the angelic beings from the order of the ark coming here. You joined into this thing called humanity. Humanity. And you have worn that badge ever since. You're proud of humanity and you're ashamed of humanity. You find great joy in humanity, and especially now you're feeling a certain shame for humanity because you, were know, you know you were part of creating this new species. You experienced yourself within humanity, within this very dynamic dimension, dimension so filled with psychic gravity that it kept on pulling you in deeper and deeper. Yes, Earth has a physical gravity. Certainly when you throw something into the air, it will come back to the ground. But that is nothing, nothing compared to psychic gravity. Psychic gravity will surround you. Psychic gravity will pull you deeper and deeper into itself particularly if there's any holes in what you would call your own balance or your own consciousness, doubts, darknesses, unfulfilled questions, that psychic gravity will take hold of those and fill each of those holes with itself, pulling you deeper and deeper inside itself.
to the point where you become so lost, you forget who you are, why you are here, the resources and tools that you have. You forget your angelic family, the order of the ark, even spirit, perhaps the saddest of all, even spirit. After many, many cycles or incarnations in humanity, then you came to the next point, the awakening human. The awakening human. Something happened along the way in your human experience. Part of you said, this is not real. No more. It's time to get out. This is not the true self anymore. You've gotten so lost or so immersed into it, you said it was time to get out. This, this is a true attribute of a teacher, teacher knowing when to get out, knowing that they can call from within themselves to get out of whatever experience it is they have gone into. This is the teacher. It says, going to emerge back into myself. He became the awakening human, starting what you would consider to be a very long journey <coughs> back to yourself. But all the time, while trying to awaken, never having anticipated the forces of psychic gravity, and it seems that every step you take into awakening, you are pulled back two steps deeper. And that is a reality. It's a brilliant reality from the standpoint of, unlike other experiences that you've had in creation, as a teacher, it's not as easy here to just emerge out. It keeps pulling you back, this psychic gravity. It keeps going for the weaknesses. It keeps going for the unfulfilled portions of yourself. It will grab hold and it will drown you, even as you are trying to come up for air, even as you are screaming for air, even as you are trying to will yourself out of this prison of earth. It will grab hold of you. Even when you scream out to God, you pray to the angels, the psychic gravity will pull you deeper. For one reason, until you know love within yourself, until you know completion, acceptance, compassion for yourself, it will not let you out. It will not let you emerge. It will pull you back for what you call lessons. It will pull you back for all things unresolved and uncompleted. No matter who you cry out to, no matter what tricks you try using, no matter how much mental force and willpower you use, it will pull you back. You designed it that way. You put together the game that way and said, I will not find my way out until I find myself. you come to the point of awakening human, one of the most difficult 
challenging, beautiful, fulfilling things you will ever experience. And what you have been going through these many years of your life are things that you'll never forget. They'll never just be a series of facts and figures and dates and times. What you're going through as an awakening human is profound and moving. And this has an effect right here on your spiritual family. The wisdom that you're extracting from this portion of your journey is the most profound and moving of all things you've ever done on behalf of your families. I, as Saint Germain, have had many tears for the experiences that you've gone through and are going through, knowing it doesn't have to be so difficult, knowing it doesn't have to be such a prison, knowing it doesn't have to lead to things like depression, anger, feeling that there is nothing left what so many of you, nay, all of you, have gone through, wondering what, wondering who are you, trying to grasp onto power, trying to grasp onto somebody else's power, trying to grasp onto anything to get you out of this infernal experience of not knowing or remembering who you are. One thing, dear friends, one thing will set you free – the love of yourself. I was asked the other day, how does one love themselves? Where is the book? What are the rules? Tell me how I can love myself so I can get out of here. Loving of yourself is the easiest and the most difficult thing you'll ever do. It's the acceptance. It's the stillness. It's the not looking outside of yourself anymore. It's listening to that still, small voice within, the knowingness, the knowingness. Next, you become embodied masters in that knowingness. Yes, embodied masters. I look at it, look at all of you, almost like it's graduation day. You haven't quite stepped up yet, quite allowed yourself to receive that graduation diploma, but it's the day of graduation. You wake up, you're excited, you're nervous. Think about how this graduation day is going to go. The ceremony, the parties afterwards. You look back on this graduation day on all of your experiences that have brought you to this point. You laugh about some, you cry about others. You wonder if you could have done it better or faster. You wonder if those you feel you have harmed are still wounded. You send out a prayer to them release to them. That's where we are, graduation day. Not quite yet receiving the diploma, receiving the acknowledgement. And there's a surprise waiting for you. 
when you hear your name being called to come up front, the voice you're going to hear calling you is your own, of course. And the stage will be empty, just waiting for you. Eyes will be upon you, the eyes of your spiritual family, the eyes of the others who have shared in your journey, who you've met in your spiritual classes, workshops, tours. They'll all be upon you as you approach the stage. The stage is empty. There is no diploma. There is no statue or award. The stage is yours to create however you want to receive yourself. It is you giving this acknowledgement and diploma to yourself. Nobody else can ever do it for you. I'm not going to be on the stage, but I will be in the front row. It is you being able to say to yourself, I am that I am, in a voice that can be heard through all of creation. I am that I am. A voice that comes from your soul, a voice that comes from the fulfillment, filling up that crystal, that beautiful crystal, saying, I am that I am. Graduation day, and all of you have pause. Question, as you contemplate coming into your own completion, am I ready? Did I miss something? Did I leave behind a trail of tears and broken hearts and unpaid bills? <laughs> am I ready? You think about some of the archetypical energies that have come before you – Yeshua, Buddha, many of the others – you say, am I worthy to be in their company? Oh yes, I forgot. Adamus. Am I, am I worthy to be in their company, company? If I am to receive this diploma for myself, shouldn't I be able to snap my fingers and create a bouquet of flowers? Shouldn't I be able to never have to eat again? Shouldn't I be able to do instant miraculous healings on everyone? Isn't that what I need? to declare myself as a master? Only if that's what you think you need. The true wise master doesn't care. It doesn't matter. It's not about how many miracles they can perform. It's not about being able to do magic or tricks at all. It has nothing to do with capabilities, powers, or any of that. It's simply, simply about the ability to accept yourself. That's it. Now, with that, with that true love of self, all things are possible. With that true love of yourself, there's never a question again about money. Money is just a rude way of telling you you're not loving yourself, or the lack of money, I should say. Or health. 
just a rather painful way of saying, you've yet to totally come into love with yourself. Once the acceptance is there, the true magic begins. But the Master understands they really don't have any need for magic anymore, or power, or energy from any place outside of themselves. It becomes insignificant. And then the true Master starts laughing and continues laughing until tears come out. Amazed at how simple it all was, but amazed at how much experience that they've given themselves. The embodied master, the next step. The embodied master also understands that they're no longer here in service, in old service, I should say, to anyone else. Because in this period, particularly in the, as the awakening human, you went through a period of being the energy holders, the energy do-gooders, saving the planet, doing everything in service for others. It was an important part of your awakening to be in service. And there was times when you have held the energy of the ancients, held the energies of Gaia, held the energies of Isis and the feminine or the masculine or the victims or the gods and goddesses. Energy holders. You did that for lifetime and lifetime, but you are no longer the energy holders. Don't worry, my dear friends. There are many, many others who are willing to step up from the basic consciousness of humanity and move into the position of energy holders that you once were. These are not jobs that will go unfilled just because you left. The true master, true master, is sovereign, is unto themselves, is no longer trying to save the world or hold the energy for anything. The true master does not go around trying to heal people. Why? Simply because their presence is all the healing anyone would need. That's it. There's no force. There's no trying. The stories of Yeshua working with others, healing them, are quite um, inaccurate. All Yeshua had to do is stand before another look into their eyes, see the I am within the other, spark something within them. That's all that needed to be done. The Master, the true Master and the new energy, walks by themselves. The true Master, totally sovereign, no feeding, no more stories. True Master accepts earth, humans, spiritual family, and all things as they are, recognizing it's all in perfection, recognizing that nothing can go wrong. Nothing. You can't make wrong decisions, you know. You cannot. You can only have experiences. The True Master. True Master 
simply the embodied master, simply walks the earth, knowing that they no longer have to be here. There's no longer any terms of service or obligation to others. True master walks on earth simply to shine their light, simply to shine their light. Yes, the true master, the embodied master that you are soon going to become, the embodied master still has challenges with duality, still has, feels the harshness of this reality, but knows they are not trapped, knows that at any moment they can simply walk out. The hardest thing from getting from this awakening human into the embodied master is the question in the immortal words of Metatron, are you ready? Are you ready? I look at your energies and your consciousness, and I know you would like to be ready, but I know there are things that are still holding you back. Here you are on graduation day, not sure if you're really going to walk up and receive your diploma. You have dreams about things like this, never really receiving your college degree, but it's symbolic of wondering if you are truly ready for this next step. Being ready. Being ready. It's things like knowing, absolutely knowing the answers. You do, but you pretend you don't. Knowing that there are certain things in your life that need to be released, but not yet willing to release them. Relationships, karma, aspects, planting those doubts right in front of you, right here on graduation day, putting those doubts right in front of you. Almost like to taunt yourself. Almost like to test yourself. And you know what happens when the doubts show up. Again, one step forward, two steps back, until you are absolutely, positively, definitely sure you are ready. But it brings up issues. How will others do without you, you the embodied master? What about incomplete business, unfulfilled relationships, all the rest of this? And I say to you, you can let it go with just a breath. That's all. All the karma, all of the self-doubt, all of the attachments that you have with others and they have with you. You can let it all go with one breath. It's the biggest breath you'll ever take, and the best breath you'll ever take. We gather like this. Adamus distracts you. I love you. We gather like this. We poke and, provo- poke and provoke you. We disturb you. We anger you intentionally. 
We make you laugh. Once in a while we make you cry. All the way of saying, what unfinished business is there that's keeping you from that one breath, that's keeping you from being the teacher of earth, the embodied master? What's keeping you from walking as an embodied master, no longer having to have experience in order to grow or expand, but simply experience because you choose it? knowing that at any moment you can absolutely walk out, but choosing not to. So here we are, graduation day. Doubts aplenty. Questions many. Wanting somebody else to take you by the hand and pull you over, or at least hand you the diploma. Today, I want to go into something called your knowingness. Your knowingness. Something that's already there. You are wise enough, a long, long time ago, wise enough, even before your spiritual family, wise enough to put knowingness deep within you so that it could never be squeezed out, pulled out, extracted, removed, diminished. It could only be hidden by you. From yourself. But the knowingness is there, the knowingness to every question, the knowingness to every confusion, the knowingness that would instantly clear the fog, the knowingness of the I Am. It's already there. The knowingness to your questions about spiritual concerns, life concerns, money concerns, health concerns, everything already there. It's not magic. It's not so esoteric that you can't bring it into this reality. It doesn't come from anywhere else. It's already there. It's not in your mind, though. It is not here. It's here. And here. And in that beautiful globe. The knowingness. The knowingness that's going to help you Understand what doubts, what concerns that you have right now, and why you've allowed them to be there. The knowingness that will show you how to cross that bridge that goes from awakening human into an embodied master. It's there. You've been looking to others, Tobias, Adamas, me, anyone else who you can read about or listen to, to give you the answer. But yet, while others could have given you answers back here as just the basic human or the awakening human, now no one else can give you the answer. No one. You have to dive into your knowingness. You're going to tell me that you don't know where the knowingness is. and That's part of the game. And I'm going to look you directly in the eye and say, do not lie to me ever again, as if it was you saying that to yourself. You do know. You only pretend not to. You do understand. You only pretend that you don't. It's already there, and I'd like to go into it right now with some music in the background, a mirab of knowingness.
Take a deep breath. Let's bring the lights down somewhat. Take a deep breath. I begin by asking the question, why have you pretended not to know? Any ascended master will tell you, the knowingness is always there. The knowingness, any question, your knowingness. In this sweet space, as we enter into the third month of the new era on planet Earth, coming up to graduation, an exalted group of angelic teachers pretending to be humans, I ask you to go into your knowingness. It's not found in any one place in your body. you've tried to find knowingness in your mind was never there. Try to find answers in others. How could they tell you what only you could know for yourself? time ago, you planted knowingness within your aspect that would go to earth. You, soul, you gifted the human aspect of yourself with knowingness. The human put it away, saying, I'll retrieve it when the time is right. your knowingness. The mind says, where? Oh, where is it? And the heart says, it is here. Your aspects scurry around trying to find it behind every door, into the closets and the cupboards of your history, saying, where is it hidden? Where is that knowingness? They won't find it. It's a gift from your soul to you. It wasn't gifted to the aspects gifted to the mind or the body. It's your gift to you. If you take a deep breath and receive it from yourself, knowing this cannot be figured out, measured, dissected, enhanced, destroyed. It's innate. It's always been there.
breathing your knowingness without thinking about it. sun of the I am yourself. And while it may have been covered by the clouds, by the dense fog, on the awakening, you take the breath and blow away those clouds, clear the fog. Let the illumination of your knowingness shine through, allowing your body to receive it, allowing your mind to receive it, for it goes far beyond the mind, allowing each of your aspects to feel its warmth. search. The knowing is so gentle and compassionate. Doubting it, wondering if you really have it. Declare from the I am of yourself that the knowingness is yours. It is there, and it always will be. The knowingness that helps you understand why you put the doubts. In front of you on graduation day, only to be sucked back into spiritual, psychic gravity. A knowingness that also helps you to understand how to instantly dissolve those doubts, not fight them. Negotiate with them, and simply dissolve them. The knowingness that reminds you that you don't need power. There is no fight. There's nothing to battle. Breath of your knowingness 
Feel it, fill your belly. Fill your chest. Letting it radiate out to all of your aspects. Warming the coldest places of your memories. And just be with that knowingness for a few minutes of silence here. Listening to the music. Embracing your knowingness. is a blessing. It answers the questions before they're ever asked. That's how beautiful your knowingness is. It already knows. Therefore, there are really no questions. Let's take a deep breath. Deep breath into your knowingness. Now, you're going to find that your mind starts wondering, did I really experience it? If you give yourself permission, yes, your mind's going to say, does it really work? The answer comes only from deep within you, if you choose it to work. The mind is going to want to test it, to put it through a human test, and you're the one that has to say no. It does not need to be tested. 
because that would bury it, put it out of sight once again. The mind is going to say, is it more powerful, wiser, stronger than I am? The mind, the thing you've relied on, and it is only if you allow it to be. From this moment on, it's up to you to choose to be the knowingness. You can allow yourself to doubt, and you can get once again pulled back in by psychic gravity, or you can make that choice that the knowingness is there, it's shining, it's radiating throughout every part of you, into every aspect that will soon become just a facet. Totally up to you. If the mind plays games and you go along with it, shame on you. If the mind plays games and you come into the balance of your I am, into your being, the mind will stop playing its games. That simple. We can bring the lights up. So I hold this beautiful ball that represents the vessel of the soul, now filled with so many experiences. It's touched into so many of the potentials that lay dormant within it, and it experienced itself. This was passed around the room, each one of you feeling into it putting your energy into it, imagining the complete, fulfilled soul, filled up, no longer having those needs for any more of the old human experiences, saying, enough, enough. But what do I feel here in this ball, touched by each of your energies? What do I feel? An interesting thing, interesting thing. I hear it saying in your words, do I have permission? Do I have permission to be the embodied master? Do I have permission from something, someone, even my soul? Do I have that permission? Do I have that? And as a sub-statement, am I really ready? Am I really ready? Yes, you say you're spiritual beings, you've studied spirituality, but here on the day of your graduation you're saying, am I really ready and do I have permission? So I'm going to pass this back around again for you to answer to yourself. Now that you have knowingness. <laughs> Next. We talked in our last gathering about the Illuminated Free World Bank. Let's continue to discuss Illuminated Free World Bank. There's some confusion right now about the thing called the St. Germain Trust. You could say partly it's a distraction. Just as we've always distracted in the past, we've distracted to keep out the, those who weren't pure of heart or mind. We distracted alchemy. One of the greatest distractions I ever invented 
<laughs> it was easy. It was the easiest one of all. I put out there that we learned how to transform simple stones into beautiful diamonds. That distracted those who were not pure of heart, so that we could work with those who were. Because true alchemy is simply the allowing of one state of being or structure or experience to evolve into another, effortlessly and gracefully. The original true alchemy was actually called a mirab. It was simply the allowing out of one state into another state of being, of experience, of understanding anything. Once you learned how to simply mirab yourself from a certain definition into a different definition without any effort or thought, you just did it gracefully. Once you learned to do that, yes, turning a stone into gold was child's play. But we distracted by publicizing, promoting the fact that we were working with sulfur and fire and all of these other things. So we cleared the way for those who are really, really pure of heart, those who weren't just going to be distracted by gold or diamonds. So, my dear friends, we are distracting once again with this whole thing about the St. Germain Fund. And it's working brilliantly. <laughs> As some of you may have experienced SART, it's working brilliantly. Because those who are simply looking for a handout, those who are looking only for power, those who are just allowing their greedy selves to try to get their hands on a chunk of money or a bullion of gold, are distracted, sent the other way, so we can work on the real work. Now you say, well, but why are we talking about it here? Won't everybody know? Will it no longer be a secret? My dear friends, they are so busy being distracted by instant wealth over there, we don't even have to worry about it. The Illuminated Free World Fund, as it has been called, is a very simple concept, and it ties very well into what we're doing here today with knowingness. And I'll tell you right up front, this fund is available. It is an energy fund. It is not dinero or pesos or dollars. <laughs> <laughs> out of the pocket. It's not the publisher's sweepstake. It's not a winning the lottery overnight, because it's much more valuable, much more valuable. This fund has become available on a date of December 22nd, not a moment sooner. And yes, I love distractions, and we created as part of it, we created an amazing distraction with the end of the world, the Mayan calendar, distraction to get those with less than good intentions diverted off somewhere else. Oh, they're so depressed now because nothing happened. <laughs> the world didn't end. So what are they doing? They're looking for the next end of the world. So now we can focus on this 
free world bank. What is it? It's an energy reservoir that's been on hold. It's actually been building uh, momentum, you would say, gaining interest, getting grander and grander all the time, just waiting, waiting for the convergence of those humans who are really ready to give themselves permission to be embodied masters, enlightened beings on this planet, waiting for that moment because it was known all of the while that they would need tremendous resources for their dreams, their real dreams, not the old mental, limited, polluted dreams, but the real dreams. So for those of you who have made it past December 22nd, here we are. And this fund is now becoming available. But I'll give you the fine print up front for once. <laughs> Because, <laughs> because, because this is potent, extremely potent. It is not for those who are seeking power. For those who are seeking power within this, or just riches for their what you would call their limited old energy use, it will guaranteed already embedded in it, already part of the matrix of this, it will drive them crazy. It will. It will. Designed that way, because we don't want those who are going to abuse this kind of energy, this vast reservoir of wealth. We want only those who are pure in heart. Therefore, I asked you, in our previous discussion today, are you ready? Are you giving yourself permission? Do you have doubts? Because if you enter into this fund and you have doubts, if you enter into it and you're only looking to manipulate others or trying to be some grandest being in the universe, it will deliberately drive you crazy. We've designed it that way. That way it can never be abused. Now, it brings up questions instantly. You could feel the energy shift in here. <sighs> I better not try it. <laughs> Let Garrett go first. <laughs> and then Andra. We'll see what happens. Now, you, you feel the anxiety absolutely come forth in this. <gasps> I don't know. This is an interesting exercise. Actually, you do know, and that's the amusing part. You already know, and I know, otherwise I wouldn't be talking about it. You're not going to abuse it. You already know you're not going to use it to hurt another person. You're not going to use it to become leader of the world. You're not going to use it to… <laughs> get sexual favors from the person sitting next to you. <laughs> you already know that you are not going to manipulate anyone or anything with it. So why does the question come up? Why do I feel you back away from one of the greatest gifts 
that you've ever created for yourself. Huh. Yes, you created it. Back a long time ago, when you first came to Earth, when you came through the order of the ark, you came into this thing called humanity, you embedded a gift for yourself. When the Earth was being, was being embedded with crystalline pure energies to give it life force, later became the real crystals of Earth, the stones that you hold, which provided uh, energy for the Lemurians and the Atlanteans. You embedded this thing called the Illuminated Fund. It had a little bit different name back then, but now what we call the Illuminated Fund. You said when the time was right on Earth, you'd be able to tap into this. There are 21 caves, caverns, deep into the Earth that hold a reservoir or a balance of crystals, valuable crystals. Some of what you would call your valuable jewels right now, but some that have never been seen by humans before on this planet. Never. 21 locations around the Earth and one central core crystal at the center of the Earth. It's not molten lava. Let the scientists be distracted by that so we can do our real work here. I love distractions. <laughs> have I told you that? <laughs> so. 21 caverns around the world that cannot be infiltrated by anyone. Nobody, governments could go in there and steal these. No uh, treasury seekers will ever find them. Indiana Jones <laughs> expanded. You know, it very impossible for any of them. They would die long before they even got close to these caverns. 21 around the earth plus the one at the core for 22. You don't go there. There's no map that's going to uh, show you the way there. And don't let anyone ever try to sell you one. <laughs> Sart. <laughs> he was already incorporating his new business, even as I spoke the words. Sartre's Dirt Work and Treasure Maps. <laughs> A new T-shirt. <laughs> yeah. You're not going to go there. It's going to come to you. Oh, good. Yes, much easier that way. <laughs> much easier. It will come to you when you are ready for it. It will come to you when you are clear about your dream. And the dream must be for you alone. Only for you. The dream may ultimately involve other people, but it cannot be one of the requirements at the front. The dream is not about saving Earth. I'll instantly erase any of those. You won't even be eligible for um, an application. <laughs> Your dream. That's why we talked about dreams recently. Not a dream to save all the children or heal everybody or anything like that. Not a dream for your spouse or your children. Not a dream for even, at this point, quite yet, the Crimson Circle, Chambra, your dream for you. One of the most difficult parts of this exercise is going to be making a choice of what your dream is. The dream is not to clear away bad governments or 
imbalances, the dream is not going to be to bring back unicorns or any of that. I heard it already, psychically I heard it. Trust me. Your dream or yourself. That is a very big, big responsibility, you could say, a big question. That's why we went through this experience of your knowingness. You already know, Pete. You already know. You pretend that you don't. Joanne, you already know. The dream is already there. You suppress the dream. You pretend it's not there. You cover it up with a lot of other things. But your dream, Linda Hansen, your dream for you, that's the tough part. Because as you dream into your dreams, you say, what is my dream? What is my dream? You're not sure. You wonder then, maybe, is it too big? Is it too much? Maybe because of your conditioning as an energy holder, always serving everybody else, that the dream has to be for others first and then you later. Not at all. This fund is only for your dream, Lawrence, your dream. That's it. That's the first requirement. Let me finish. Your dream. This fund is crystalline, brilliant, expansive, contains more energy than what you could ever, ever possibly consume. It's unlimited. It is literally backed up by crystals in the earth. You could say that they have a monetary value, but they'll never be cashed in, ever. We're using them for balancing and flowing of energy. We're taking something that is in the earth, now of the earth, using it to flow energies, including what you would call new energy. You could say that this is the primary portal now for new energy. Energy that you help to imagine and create. It comes through the other realms, through these 21 portals, caverns. It's available for you right now. So what is it going to be, Dave? What is it going to be? Is the dream new camera equipment? Why not? Why not? Is the dream is the dream something intangible, such as the integration of your aspects? Why not? Is the dream to travel this planet Earth and see all of its amazing countries and natural wonders before you conclude this last lifetime on this planet? Why not? Is the dream to create is the dream to create a financial abundance for yourself so you never have to worry about money again? Why not? Why not? Can the dreams be multiple dreams? It's up to you. It's not limited to one dream. But the dream must be for you. Now, if your dream, your happiness, is truly setting up a school, to really teach, because you are a teacher at heart, to really teach 
consciousness, if that is your passion being done for you, <coughs> not for anyone else, then that qualifies. But the moment you say, I need to do it to help everybody else, forgetting about yourself, this will not work. Will not work. You'll never find it, or it will never find you. But if the dream is your passion as a teacher, who are the greatest of all beings in all of creation, who are more exalted than politicians – well, anybody else – or lawyers, same thing – bankers, any of those, scientists, researchers, anything, teachers, the most exalted of all, if your passion is to teach on this planet, to teach how one finds their sovereignty, because it's your passion, then this will work. But if you're doing it because you're still back here as an energy holder, as an early stages as an awakening human and you still have to do the energy holding, it won't work. It must be for you. Must be. Now this is obviously going to lead to a lot of questions and a lot of dialogue and a lot of macchio. You said it. It will be so filled with macchio it will make the camels of Egypt smell like sweet perfume. (laughs) There will be some who claim to know the answer already and are going to assist you in finding it, and they cannot. There are going to be some who claim that either it doesn't exist there is another St. Germain fund, but I am that I am St. Germain and Adamus and the words that cannot be spoken. Hmm. And I am here to tell you that this is the fund, the fund available now. As you learn to dream your dream, the real dream, and bring it into this reality for you, your dream brought forth. Can you imagine that for a moment? Your real dream, finally? Real dream, supported by real energy, supported by real crystals on this real earth, finally? It's a bit frightening, actually. Finally? As you learn how to bring forth this energy that's been waiting for you, then, but only then, you can start combining it with others in Chambra. The dream may be a center. The dream may be some type of joint effort where you're pooling your sovereign resources together – sovereign resources. Not group, but where you take you as a sovereign being, David, combined with you, Michelle, as a sovereign being, and say, let's create together. As sovereign being to sovereign being, let's create together. That will also qualify for this fund. It is real if you want it to be. It is and always has been there to support your dreams. Please do not dream for the planet. 
your children, your spiritual families, your aspects, only for you. It is the easiest fund that you'll ever tap into, and perhaps the most difficult. There is no interest. You do not have to pay it back. They won't be calling you on the phone saying, you're late with your payments or your crystals this month. It becomes yours. The reality is, once you embody it as a master, the radiance that you have literally expands it for future generations, for those who are ready to accept their sovereignty. The dream now about to become supported by the energy, old energy and new energy. The dream, the dream brought to life, it is monumental. It is incredible. It is gracious. It is with such ease and grace. It will be amazing. But you will doubt it. You will question it. You will wonder if you are worthy. You will wonder if you have permission. You will wonder what the trick is. There is none. That is the trick. There are no tricks. It is you ready to accept. That's it. That's simple. A dream, a sovereign being, and the energy to support it. Let's take a deep breath, and we'll go into our next alchemical mirab. Alchemical. Alchemy mirab. Let's take a deep breath with some light music in the background, if you would. What's the dream, my dear friends? Do you have a dream for yourself? Lights down, please. Do you have a dream for yourself? The human has had many oh, wants and needs, but those are not dreams at all. Human has had many questions that it wants answered, but those are not dreams. The soul, it dreams of filling itself, but it already knows it has, so it doesn't worry about it. There are no restless nights of the soul, only restless nights of the human. The soul is just loving the experience of filling itself, of realizing itself. It is only the human who wonders. The dream. How long, how many lifetimes has that dream that's already within you, David, been incubating, gestating? The mind says, I'm not sure I know what the dream is, but your heart already knows. That's why we went through our previous exercise or experience of knowingness. The dream. The 
mind says, how specific do I have to be? What are the details? What's the time frame? But the knowingness is already there. Details are insignificant because real dreams are without time or measurement. The dreams, the real dreams, are already there. When you began this long journey from your spiritual families, I led you through the order of the ark into this great planet of Earth. As you began your awakening, ready to step into your embodied mastery, the dream has always been there, and you know what it is. Now listen to it. Feel it. A true dream you cannot really think about, you cannot define with mental activity. You'll discover the true dream is a feeling, it is the knowingness. What is the dream? A dream. When you came to this planet, what is a dream for you, Mary? What is a dream? Your energy is ready here to support that dream. Energies you put here. The mind races. Says, I better come up with my dream right away before it's too late. And then it wonders, is this the right dream? Is it somebody else's dream? Is it real? You take a deep breath and go back to your knowingness. The dream not just from that aspect that calls itself a human, or the aspects of the compilation of all of your lifetimes, because the dream is also with the soul. The soul, the humanity, the embodied master, all dreaming together, now dreaming in unison in harmony, in balance. Dream of the soul, dancing with the dream of the human, dancing with the dream of the master.
felt, not to be thought. soul cannot be spoken because it is so holy does not need to be defined but the dream can be known to you soul come together and opens up, unlocks, and allows these energies from 21 caverns around the world to now come forth. These energies are attracted by you love of yourself. You're giving yourself permission, brings forth these energies. You'll ask yourself over and over again if you're ready, if you can handle it. Maybe you should wait, but only you can answer that. You'll ask yourself, are you worthy? You'll ask yourself what force needs to be exerted, what mantra needs to be whispered, what ceremonies need to be adhered to. None, unless that's where you see yourself at. This fund is free, is available now, not a tomorrow project. It will change your life because you have been undreaming for a long time now. You've been thinking. Truly haven't been dreaming. And when the soul and all of its facets dream once again, the energies will come forth in divine service. 
Life as you know it will change. But life as you know it has been the undream, the no dream. And now the dream may begin. The energies radiate out. Now start filling that dream like the experiences of your aspect have filled your soul. Take a deep breath and receive. Around the world, opening right now, illuminating, radiating, coming to meet your dreams. Many colors. Filled with blessings. Now moment. Illuminated fund backed by real crystals. Make a good deep breath and receive. Receive into your dreams. Receive what comes freely for you. Take a good deep breath. Later today, after the shout, I want you to observe 
all the mental activity that you had. Don't try to push it away or block it out. It's natural. You'd have a lot of mind activity right now. Because any little doubt, any part of yourself that isn't loved comes forth at a time like this. It's not about fighting these doubts or these questions that come out. Some of you kept on saying to yourself, I don't feel anything, I don't feel anything, and therefore you won't feel anything. <laughs> you are feeling. You all feel it. The doubts are there, and it's natural. Because when this light shines on these unfulfilled spaces, the places within you that haven't been filled yet with love, it'll bring them to the surface. Don't wrestle with them, argue with them, fight with them. Just love into yourself. Don't love them. Don't love these aspects or these, these holes. Love yourself. Love you. Don't try to shower all of these pesky aspects with a bunch of sugar love. Love you. It's that simple. Let's take a deep breath. I'm going to ask Dear Andre to spend a good five minutes, no less than five minutes. Our John will time her no less than five minutes with deep breathing to integrate the energies from this day. I hope that you will always remember this beautiful occasion that we had together with this crystal energy of the soul, the soul, the structure, waiting to be filled with the experiences. Now that it is almost all the way full, now ready to receive this, available to each and every one of you. We'll continue with um, our discussion next month, but in the meantime, expect a lot of experiences this month. All is well in all of creation. <laughs> so I invite you, get very comfy in your chair, comfy in your body, your feet on the floor, and be ready. Be ready. Ready to receive. Truly, truly receiving as never before, allowing because you were falling in love with you, falling so deeply, deeply into this grand pool of compassionate love in the depth of you. Sinking, allowing your shoulders to melt and relax, your chest melting and relaxing, for in order to flow deep into the core of all of this love affair, soul is sitting in the core of you, beaming and brimming with so much love. Will you allow you to flow down, breath at a time, breath at a time? It is like walking down a beautiful stairway, breath at a time, breath 
at a time. The breath is like a step, deeper and deeper, breath at a time. For the joy, knowing this miraculous, compassionate vibration of you, deep, deep, deep. Feel this. It's waiting for you. Breathing, breath at a time. Breath at a time. Deep into this joyous, joyous love affair. Remember compassion's love is like no human love. It is the perfection that only sees your perfection. D, D, breathing in and breathing out. Breathing in and breathing out. Deeper and deeper, allowing, allowing the flow, allowing the flow, every breath, flowing deeper and deeper, this magnificent, sparkling, pure, pure pool of compassionate love just waiting for you, waiting for you. Come home, come home. Deeper and deeper. You can feel as you flow, flow. Deep breath at a time. Deep breath at a time. Every breath allows the flow. Yeah, joyous, joyous love affair. Breath at a time. Breath at a time. Joyous, joyous breath. Embracing loving, breathing, yes, 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 thank you. Thank you, Norma. Thank you for listening to the Crimson Circle Show on the Awakening Zone through Blog Talk Radio or through the Crimson Circle website, www.crimsoncircle.com or check out theawakeningzone.com. Find out more about us. We'll be back here April 6th, same time, same place. Enjoy, have a great month, and wow, was this incredible information. Thank you to Jeffrey Hoppe for channeling that information. So see you then. Thank you all. And thank you, Norma, for the breathing. <laughs>